0: Hey everybody from Chattanooga, Tennessee, I'm Jay Ward. And I'm Wayne Carini, and this is Talking Classic Cars.
1: And today we're coming to you from a pretty special place. This is the Chattanooga Motor Far Festival in Chattanooga, Tennessee, obviously. And we're gonna sit down with Bill Warner and talk a little bit about why he's here,
0: what he's brought, and what he thinks about the show. So let's get into it. Okay, let's go. Bill, Yeah, what's going on today? Well, uh, what they've done here is just
2: dramatic. I mean, the... the uh, uh, the details, the, uh, the, the support for the show with uh, the telescreens everywhere, the uh, the track where people can yeah. go and and uh, e- experience their old cars. It's, it's just phenomenal. I think Byron DeFore and his team have come up with a wonderful uh, combination of uh, cars and entertainment and people that uh, has really put a spotlight on Chattanooga. Yeah. You know, Chattanooga is not one of those places that you... It's not a destination location. In a lot of cases, shows like this need a destination location, but he has created uh, a demand here to come to Chattanooga, see what's going on in the city, see the growth. Uh, it's a great town, uh, a lot of excitement, and uh, he's taken it to... a. A really high level.
0: Yeah, you know, I I came here the first year and I've been here all four years now, and every year it just gets better and better and better. Um, last year was kind of a strange thing. So um, Byron and I were standing on the stage during the awards uh, ceremony, and there wasn't very many people in the audience. And 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 he said, "She's," I just can't understand. I said, "Alabama is." playing Tennessee today <laughs> I said you're not going to get anybody no, to come to a car show on that day well, you know? and that's
2: uh that's a problem with shows at this time of year I mean they've had that problem in Detroit yeah when uh, they they have it during in a Michigan State game or a Michigan game um in many cases one reason why we did Amelia Island was March was kind of a, a month it was most of a racing month you yeah. know we had Sebring we had Daytona and so it was just adding another automotive auto in, car Racing. So the car group was in Florida and we, we found a weekend of our own. When you're in the fall, you're going to be up against
0: a lot of things, you know, hunting season, football. So that's a challenge. And so for, for those people that realize who Bill Warner is, so Bill started the Amelia Island Concours. Um, And how many years, Bill? 27? I did 26 years. 26 years of the Amelia Island Concours. I attended every one. Yes, you did. And and, uh, I was very proud to say that. What a wonderful event. Um, And I always tell people that a Bill Warner asked me to stand on my head in the middle of not I-95 in Miami during rush hour, I'd do it, and ask questions later, so. Does that, does that apply to Interstate 24 that's out here? I, I 95. Think it,
1: it, it just speaks to the fact that, you know, when, when you were running the show, You had a vision, and and the way you got these cars together was when you envisioned these classes, you would just pick up the phone and start calling people and telling them to bring those cars. And that's why I think that show worked so well was you curated it through relationships and friendships.
2: Well, the relationships went back. You know, I started with Sports Car Graphic Magazine in 1967, Shooting races, And then in 1971, Sports Car Graphic kind of folded, and and then kind of folded, it did fold. Um, Road and Track came on, and they were looking for someone to cover the races in the southeast so i was always around cars and so when it came time to do an amelia island Contour, i called my friends like peter brock who put me in touch with uh, dave Holes and uh, uh, uh don summer and and, and meadowbrook who told me how to do a show yeah. on a sunday afternoon they spent three hours with me on the phone and i called uh brian Redwin who called ralph warren and we got some great cars and so i worked the network that i had Built as a as a journalist would road and track, they move it over to a Concorde d'Elegance.
0: I, I'm really not a Concorde guy. I don't pick grass out of the tires. You know? Right. Well, I think that's why the show was so so successful and popular is that uh, you had that race car theme to it. And by the way, yeah, you can bring your Packard and your Cadillac too if you wanted to. Yeah. You know, but it was basically. Put around and, and, and evolved around automobile racing, which was your world. Yeah. That and uh, I made a point of getting
2: uh, famous drivers in, like Richard Petty, Johnny Rutherford, John Surtees, Dan Gurney. And the thing was, anybody who came to Amelia could meet those folks, shake yeah. their hands, get pictures made with them. You couldn't do it in a racetrack when they were working; they were wow. they were isolated. So the combination was good. And Byron is doing that here. Yes, he, he's brought in you know David Hobbs, uh, uh, Brian Redman. Uh, Kyle Petty, uh, and Dar- you too, Dorsey Schrader, Dorsey Schrader, Schrader. Yeah, yeah and, uh, and it's working. So, speaking of this show, I know that you didn't just fly in to check it out, you actually drove a car here from your home. Uh, not really, uh, I use Reliable to bring the car here. At, okay. my, at my age now, I'm not towing <laughs> anything. I, I um, Last year I went to a show in North Carolina with a trailer, And after two blowouts and one bent axle, I said to myself, you know what, I'm just not going to do that again. (laughs) Well, tell us what you brought and why you brought it. Um, They asked me to bring uh, a 1971 Ferrari Daytona. Uh, This was an interesting car I bought from Kirk White about 20 years ago. And it had belonged to the Vice President of General Motors, who was uh, Chuck Jordan. Well, the funny story about the car was... uh, all the engineers and designers at General Motors say, "Why is the boss driving a Ferrari? You know, he should drive a Corvette." And it was it was kind of a, uh, a, a, a tough thing for the, the designers to deal with the fact that the boss loved Ferraris. So Jordan went off to Europe on a trip, Paris Auto Show or something, something I don't know. And while he's gone. They did a super flag conversion of this car with a foam core and tape. And uh, they didn't damage the car at all, but they created a Rolls-Royce grill big spare tires, rocket ship mirrors, uh, padded rear top, fender skirts, Ben-Hur hubs. I mean, the car was totally tasteless, <laughs> big chrome pipes coming outside and they didn't tell him. And of course, he came back from Europe with the head of Volvo Design says, you must see my Ferrari. Open the door and there it was sitting there oh, in all its oh. glory. <laughs> so, uh, Chuck Jordan was uh, a very stern guy and uh, he didn't see the humor in it right away, but after Everybody was laughing and having a good time. He figured he'd better be a part of it. So. Yeah. And uh, in the end, uh, before he died, he sent me all the f- photos from the cars from, from the GM archives and from his own, from when he had the car. But you know, it's kind of funny. Designers uh, for, for other manufacturers, particularly General Motors, they really like Ferraris. Yeah. You know, Kip Wasenko's here. He's got a Dina. Yep. You know, Wayne Cherry has a 275 GTB. Uh, Chuck Jordan had a number of Ferraris. they had Daytona, he had a Boxer. Um, Hank Haga had a short wheelbase Merlin. Uh, these were all guys who were in design, that they truly appreciated putting Farina and what Ferrari was doing. Yeah. When you
1: think about Ferrari, I mean, when you've had a number, of, a number of Ferraris is, There's a lot of great cars that are fast, and there's a lot of great cars that are beautiful, Mm -hmm. but there's not that many that are
2: beautiful and fast, and Ferrari, especially in the 60s and 70s, really hit that sweet spot. They did, and and really, the the Daytona, uh, it it had some flaws in its construction. Some door fit, uh, water leak problems. They they weren't perfect as a car went, but mechanically, they were
0: superb. Yeah, I mean, that was the fastest car um, in the world at that period of time, out of the box, a manufactured car, 174 was it? Yes, and, and I don't know why they didn't get one more mile. I know, I ride. know. I 175. Know. <laughs> uh, and of course
2: the Daytona was a car, not this Daytona, but the, the Kirk White Daytona was the one that Dan Gurney and, and, and Brock Yates set the cannibal record with. Yeah. Coast can, to coast. Yeah, the, and if you're going to the car is not particularly comfortable. I mean, these seats are like toilet seats for someone that's big. I can't imagine what it was for Gurney to go 3,000 miles, running over 100 miles an hour most of the way, sitting on these little seats. I don't, I don't want people to get the idea that, that told us not a good car. It's a great car. It's, it's made to kind of a different uh, parameter than they, they would make a car. Now,
0: the new Ferraris are comfortable and right. Yeah, there was a compromise. It was, it, was, it was a beast, though. I mean, you know, fast. And, and it was Daytona. I mean, was was the proofing ground, and, and and maybe that's where the name came from. Well, it did. The press gave it the name. Ferrari never yeah, called it, right. it until it was, it was just called a three sixty five GTB four. Yeah. And, and
2: Ferrari, I thought, was pretty cool at the time, and to an extent today. The model number told you what about the car. Three sixty five, three hundred sixty five cubic uh, centimeter per cylinder times twelve gave you the four point four liter. Displacement GT was Grand Touring B was Berlinetta hardtop coupe. Yeah, if it was a four door sedan, it'd be a Berlinetta. So they figured out which was the male and female cars, um, and then slash four for four cam. four cam. So if
0: you saw the model number, you, you knew the mechanical tre- uh, composition of the car. Well, they they they. Drag that all through the the production even today. Yeah, you know, 308 was a three liter eight cylinder. Yeah, 328, 3.2 liter. And
1: that makes sense. Now, why Mercedes in the last couple of years you pull up behind a 6.3 and it's not really 6.3 anymore. It's a 4.0 twin turbo. and They're like, well, we didn't want to. Get yeah, to the right, name. right,
0: right.
2: <laughs> E63. Well, that's not really. Uh, no, isn't yeah, that funny? Uh, well, there's a story for your magazine on car names. Yeah, and numbers. You know. <laughs> Uh, they, they for a while there the manufacturers went down the road of uh, numbers and letters. You know, a Q45, a S550. With well, the Mercedes, it made sense. If it was an S, it was an S class. If it was a 550, it's a 5.5 liter. But like you say, Jay, that all changed <laughs> So then uh, now I'm glad to see Cadillacs going back to names. The Lyric, mm-hmm. the Celeste, and it's kind of interesting. Those uh, those two uh, names end in IQ, and according to the marketing people, that's such a liminal message. If you buy these cars, you have an IQ.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Somewhat of an IQ. Well, I, yes. <laughs> you have a body temperature well, anyway. What, yeah. <laughs> Whatever it Your takes. hand so you can sign the paperwork. That's all we, we need. <laughs> that's yeah. all you really need. Yeah. But I, you know, I've got yeah. a, a, one of the last cars, uh, it was num- numbers CTSV yeah so I mean you know and that's that's a phenomenal Cadillac I got, I've got one of those station wagons I think is a fabulous you' car. got six feet huh I do oh Nine thousand miles black black and uh, Evil. 2014 yeah the last year
1: those are uniforms now yeah, yeah
0: they are <laughs> they are
2: <laughs> and you know what It's kind of funny. They had trouble selling those. Yeah. And it, it goes back even back in the 70s. You remember the, the last Buick wagon that had the LT1 four engine? Yes. Couldn't give them away. Today, those cars are, you know, 12 or 13 grand as much or more than what they were selling for back in the 70s. That's right. Uh, I don't know why it takes so long for the gestation period for some of these cars to come along.
0: Well, when they stop making them, then people understand. They go, wait a minute, it was that with me. I wanted to buy one when they were brand new, but I just couldn't push myself to it. Yeah. And then, of course, when they stopped making them, I realized, gosh, I should buy one of these. Yeah. One showed up at my doorstep, guy brought, dropped it off to sell on consignment. And I came back from a trip and I went, oh my God, my Cadillac's here, where did this come from? And my salesman says, yeah, the guy called, he's a doctor, it's got like 7,000 miles on it. Perfect. And, and he wants like $55,000 for it. I said, uh-huh. sold. Yeah. I picked the phone up, I said, we just sold your car, sir. He says, to who? I said, to me. <laughs> so, yeah, and, and since then, I've driven a little bit, but I don't want to go over 10,000 miles, so it sits on the top rack. I've, on seen, you, lift. I've seen it in It your just shot. sits there, you know. Now, the Ferrari
2: Daytona was kind of interesting, and it was one of the first of the high production numbers for Ferrari. You know, in the past, if you did a Lusso, if you did 275 GTB, you were talking, or variations of it, you'd be talking about production runs of 250 to 400 cars. Yeah. And the Daytona, they built from 68 to 71. They made... 1,100 mm-hmm. of them. Mm-hmm. About the same in numbers they make made of the Mercedes-Benz 300 SL Yeah, But you know, they, the, there's a lot of them out there. So I think
0: the prices on them have kind of stabilized to a level. It's they, a very strange market when a Dino is selling for more money than a Daytona. Yeah. oh yeah. You know, We've seen that about, happen. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I can't give you a
2: an answer to that. I think a Dino's a fine car, but I don't think it's as fine as they told. Well, they become the flavor of the month. Yes, and, and they
1: really and they really have. And they're pretty cars. Oh, they're beautiful. They're love cars. I, I love mean, them. I love them. The last cheap Ferrari of that era was a Through eight GT four. Cheap
2: Ferrari. Right? Was, was there such a thing? Yeah. But,
1: well, yeah. cheap the, to buy, not to own. Yeah. Uh, and the through eight GT fours were the the, uh, the Bertone body cars. They weren't very loved for a long time. They were considered the not pretty Ferraris. But yes, they are, are. Those are not yeah, pretty Ferraris. But now. those have really started to. So
0: But it. what a great driving Great part. driving the, car. The, you, you know that the strange thing?
2: thing? That car, which was essentially, a, they called it a 2 plus 2. it's like a 2 plus Hervé Villages. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it, it, tell me, people who have driven both say that
0: the, the GT4 handles better than it. It's, it's a longer wheelbase. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. Of course, it's got an eight-cylinder engine rather than a six. Yeah. yeah. But it's uh, still, a, well, I think a fantastic car. Yeah, the, it's a great car. The one that seems to be forgotten is the Mundial. Yeah. Well, there's a reason that the Mondial's been forgotten. Oh, good. <laughs> well, the early ones, the yeah. later ones, the T's are really great cars.
1: Yeah, that's true. But the gated manual is kind of cool on those. But yeah, the other one is the 400. I, I, I talked to somebody with a 400 with an automatic yesterday, which is a reliable car. But those never, ever really, never really caught fire. No yeah.
2: automatic transmission Ferraris. I don't know when the first one was. It well, probably the 400. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, uh, it had the finest trans, automatic transmission you get in the world, a hot General Motors hydromatic, matic You can't kill them. Uh, but it just wasn't Ferrari, was it? No, no. there's well,
1: GT, and then there's kind of over yeah. GT,
2: over. Well, I think period. Ferrari was kind of a conundrum there. That they're building a big car, a road car, like the super fast that's out here in the lobby. Yeah, that, that's not a sports car. That's a touring car. Well, it's a luxury touring luxury, car. Luxury Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a Buick and Ferraris. So. Yeah. yeah, and so people who would buy those probably wanted a hydro Man.
0: Yeah, it could be. Could be. Yeah. Well, this is a great event. Yep, it's wonderful to be here with great friends like you, Bill. Oh. Well, I'm honored to be here, and
2: Byron and his team have done a fabulous job. They, every last detail. I asked him last night, you know, we had a wonderful dinner outside on the streets. Yeah. And it was forecast for rain Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And, then, and of course, the weather's been just absolutely perfect. Right. I said, who do you know? <laughs> yeah. Do you have a direct line to Bill France wherever he is today? I don't know. <laughs> well, Bill, what's next for you? Where are we going to see you next? Um, uh, I, I will be at Lakeland uh, at the Lake Mirror Classic, and then I'm going from there to um, French Lake, Indiana. I'm going to do a five-day uh, GT350 tour with my friend Bill Brian and his, his Shelby. Then we go to uh, uh, Hilton Head, and then we're finished for the year, and I'm going try to try to slow down some. So Don't try too hard. <laughs> oh, no. I, I, it it remind me of, I was talking with Don Garlitz one day, and I said, Big, I said, you know, you're 91 years old, you go like a like a 50-year-old. I said, you you never stop. He says, I'm afraid to stop.
0: I'm afraid something's going to catch up with me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you tell Bill, uh, when, you, when you go to that GT350 event, that I want to be in on that next year. You know,
2: that's high on my list of a car I'd like to have. I have to sell something to get one. But... A
0: 65 GT350 is such a visceral car. It's so cool. I, I've got one. I've got number 150. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Would you like to borrow my car? No, uh, no I I know, but it, is, it. is there something I want that you want? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, other than the day I'm happy to say that that car is in my grandson's trust already. Is it? So you'd have to talk to him. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, uh, when you crank one of those up, Every, every bone rattles in your body. I mean, it's it's a wonderful car, the most fantastic car. I think that it's oh, it was overlooked for so many years. But yeah, that's right. suddenly everybody's waking up and understanding how cool they are. Yeah. And there was a big difference between 65 and 66. Absolutely. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah.
1: I like the 66, too, because that's the Hertz years and they had some cool colors. But oh. you're right. If you want the if you want the bad boy, if you it's want
2: the, the tire in the back seat. That's right. The, that's, that's right. right. Now, that's the one. All right. Thanks, okay. Bill.
0: Thanks, Wayne. Good That's talking with you. Jay, you, always. Thank
1: you. That's it from Chattanooga.
0: Yeah. Take care.